0: Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Churches podcast. You and I, we view it as an interruption. But friend, I believe it is a divine invitation, an invitation to come up a little bit higher, an invitation to move towards something a little bit better. And the plans that you have set for your life, hear me today, they pale in comparison to the plans and the thoughts that God has for you and I. Are you thankful this morning that God has a plan and a future for you? I'll tell you what could happen. God can use you in ways that you never dreamed of. God can take a teenager from the wrong side of the tracks that has no pedigree in this, and he can turn them into an evangelist. He can turn them into a preacher of the word of God. He could turn them into a Sunday school teacher. tremendous presence of the Lord is in this place this morning. I sense such a, a hunger in the congregation today. I, I'm, I sense a, a thirst. And if we are hungry and thirsty after the right things, we have a promise that we shall be filled. How many want to be filled this morning? How many want to be filled this morning? The presence of the Lord is in this place in such a mighty way. And I believe that he has a word for each and every one of us here today. I feel such a, um, there's a challenge that's going to go forth through the word of God today. And I pray that we would all be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and sensitive to his word, that we would respond as he is sending out the invitation this morning. I hope we would all be sensitive to that because the presence of the Lord is here and he has something. He has a word for each. and It doesn't matter if you're four or 104. I believe the word of the Lord is for everybody today. He's here this morning. Go with me, if you would, very quickly to the book of Luke chapter one. chapter 1 and I want to start at verse 26 shared with brother Hogan a few minutes ago that he was stepping all over my my message so I'm just going to tag along in the coattails of his starting in verse 26 now in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed are you among women. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name, as we heard in our first service, Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Let's give me to verse 37. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. I am your servant, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her amen i want to preach uh, just for the next little bit uh, with the help of the lord on this title the divine invitation the divine invitation would you help me pray right now lord we love you in this place god We are here to bring you glory and to do nothing else. God, I pray right now that your anointing would be released upon your word as it goes forth. I pray that it find good soil in this place. Prepare our hearts to receive it in Jesus name. We want everything that you have for us. We pray for nothing less than your perfect will and we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus name and everyone said, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to, I want to start out talking about, you know, there's, there's something that we as human beings, we, we deal with from time to time. And a lot of you, um, are planners. You like to plan things. You like to know well in advance of what's going on. Uh, my wife, she likes to sit down and write out our, our meals all the way up through April, uh, April. <laughs> that may be it just a stretch but uh she does like to plan and uh she says this all the time because it's a constant battle between her and I like I'm more of a go with the flow and she's she's no we need to know what we're doing and uh we'll and she'll say it if we don't have a plan we will We'll go and we'll drive. We'll say, "Hey, we're just going to do a family day." We'll go. What are we doing? I don't know. We'll just go and we'll see. And then what happens? A lot of times is we end up driving around and wasting a whole bunch of time uh, because there was no plan. And she always reminds me, uh, "This will never happen again." Uh, and the next time, she said, "This is why we have a plan." So that's why I married her because she's a planner, right? <laughs> One of the many reasons. Uh, but today I want to. Talk talk to you about, um, the fear of what God has planned for us, the fear of what God has planned for us, because a lot of times we have our plans and we hope that they line up with the will of God. Um, Sometimes we think about the will of God and we kind of get terrified just a little bit um, Thinking well, what if the will of God isn't what I had in mind? What if the will of God wasn't? uh the plans that i had uh there is a fear sometimes of what god has planned for us and because uh, i believe there are a lot of people that sometimes if we're not careful uh we will start to treat god uh kind of like we treat those uh, th- that we treat those annoying people in our lives that always want something from us Anybody know that person, that guy, that lady? I don't know if you have anybody like this in your life, but every time you see their number come across the phone, it's like, what do they want, right? They're always takers, never givers, and so we send it straight through the voicemail. Praise the Lord. All right? No, I'm just kidding, but seriously. Um but if we're not careful, you know, and you know what I'm talking about, you'll see that person out in public, and you'll be like, oh, there's so-and-so, and we, we dodged down this aisle in Walmart or something like that, down an aisle we probably should never be in, and all of a sudden, we're just trying to dodge somebody. I'm not speaking from experience, I'm just giving you a hypothetical. Uh, But we'll go and we'll pretend like we don't see them because they always want something from us. And sometimes I think even unknowingly, many of us can treat God that same very way. In other words, we want to be close enough to God to get the good stuff right? We want to be close enough to God. I want the promise of heaven and I want his blessings, but I don't want to be surrendered to God that he has total access of every area of my life. Because if I completely surrender everything to him, I mean, he might make me, he might make me go to Africa. I don't know. He might make me move away. He might make me do something wild and crazy. He might make me give up something that I enjoy. I don't know if you've ever thought like that before. Surely none of us here, but I'm talking to real people here this morning, right? Because sometimes there's this sense of fear of what if I give it all to him and then life doesn't go the way that I want it to go. And fear can overwhelm and overtake us. And you know, there are a lot of people um, who would say, well, Bryce, fear is actually the absence of faith. I would argue that fear is actually faith it's just faith in the wrong things You could say fear is placing your faith in the what-ifs and you anybody ever play the what-if game Well, what if what if this happens or what if that happens or what if I lose my job? What if someone I love gets sick? What if the economy goes south? What if I marry a jerk? What if I am the jerk that somebody married? And over and over and over again, and the fear just goes on and on. What if, what if, what if? Fear is placing our faith in the worst-case scenario. And if we're not careful, we can all very easily be overtaken by fear in a very irrational way. I remember one time... uh, Mallory had to work at the dentist's office. She works usually one Saturday a month and this was before we had Bennett. So it was just Easton and I that were hanging around the house that Saturday. She normally gets off at three o'clock, something like that. Uh, Well, this particular Saturday, Easton and I decided we were going to go outside. Uh, it was around one o'clock in the afternoon, and we wanted to go outside, and we wanted to do a little yard work, and we were going to mow the grass, and we were going to take up uh, some of the leaves and stuff and pull some weeds out of landscaping, you know, train up a child, that sort of thing, and um, I'm just, you know, because one day, dad doesn't want to mow the grass, and, and, and he can mow the grass, and so we're out there doing the work. The only problem was is that I left my cell phone in the house. All right. Not 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 a big deal because a lot of you are like, well, that thing should be attached to you anyways, you know, and I'm not like super on my phone all the time anyways. But anyways, I left the phone and we were outside for hours and well, Mallory got off work and she had tried to call me and she had tried to call me and she had tried to call me. Call after call and to add to it just a little bit of the story she had texted me that morning to let me know that she had made it to work and uh, I was still asleep whenever she had uh, sent the text and so 30 minutes after I woke up. I saw the text I was just like, hey, She made it to work and I I did not respond So you can see kind of where I'm going It's in the back of her mind as she's trying to get a hold of me on her way home that he didn't respond earlier. And she's calling and calling and calling and no answer. And fear is starting to slip in. She calls her dad. She calls her sister. She calls Tomas. And it just so happens that this was a Saturday. Well, none of us had talked. None of us had texted. None of us had emailed. None of us had had any communication. I'll never forget her pulling up in the driveway. And Easton and I were happy to see that mom was home. But there was this look on her face like I'm happy you're alive, but I'm getting ready to kill you. (laughs) Her face is swollen, red eyes. She had cried all the way home in fear of the worst-case scenario. She had already played it up. I know exactly what happened. He went outside to mow the grass. He had a heart attack. He's laying there in the yard. Easton's running around the neighborhood. I'm going to be a widow at a young age. All because I forgot my phone in the house. She had gotten so worked up, you could tell, and fear had slipped in, and she began to think the worst. And you know that she's not the only one. You know, there's some of you that if somebody's late for even 10 minutes, they're like, oh, they got in a car accident. Oh, is that a siren that I heard in the distance? Maybe they're rushing off to the scene of the accident. They're dead and we think the worst case scenario you know what that is fear you know what fear does to you it drives us to a point of irrational panic it consumes us it takes over us but i got good news you know what the bible says second timothy 1 and 7 that god has not given us a spirit of what Uh, of what God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Today, I want to talk to you about the fear of what God might be asking us to do. The fear of what God might have planned for our life. And we're going to look at it when an angel appears to a young girl named Mary. Let me ask you this. Why is it that we are often afraid of God's plans? You could probably answer that a thousand different ways here this morning in a variety of different ways. But I want to give you two based on this story. The first one is this, God's interruptions are often inconvenient. God's interruptions are often inconvenient, aren't they? You see, when God interrupts us, his interruptions are often very inconvenient. Luke chapter 1, here's how the story starts. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. Now let's talk about this. There's an angel that appears. And this angel is one of two that's named in the Bible. There's Gabriel and Michael, the archangel. And we see Gabriel in the story appear unto Mary. And the story goes, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel, the angel, appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. In other words, this is a very polite angel. He's respectable, all right? Greetings favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now I ask you, do you remember the story? Is she excited at this point that there is an angel that has appeared and is speaking to her? Is this an exciting moment? Is this one of those? I've waited my whole life. This is amazing. I've always wanted to see an angel. No, 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 no. That's not how the story goes. She was terrified. Verse 29 says, confused and disturbed. She's thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on here? uh, What is all this about? Mary tried to think of what this angel could mean. Now, I ask you just for a few short minutes to put yourself in the shoes of Mary and try to figure out what's going on in her mind and in her life. She's just a young girl. Maybe around the age of 15 or 16, and we only know this because in her culture, once a girl would hit around this age shortly after, she would be promised or betrothed to, to be married. And, and the Bible says she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. If you could just get inside her mind for a second, what do you think that a young bride is consumed with? What do you think a young, soon-to-be-married 16, 15-year-old girl is consumed with? If it's modern day and you're a young bride, what are you doing? You're blowing up Pinterest. You're pinning everything in sight. You are out there trying to find the latest and the greatest, most creative ways to have a wedding. You're having your dad drive around with a borrowed truck picking up every pallet in town so that we can have an amazing backdrop. That's what you would do. That's what a young bride would do. You're going all over the place. She's practicing signing her name, her new last name, trying to figure it out so I can get it just right for the envelopes that I send out for the bills. I'm practicing writing Joseph's last name. Maybe you're sitting there and you're naming your future children like, oh, I like Levi. Oh, Matthew sounds good. Or I'm going to do it with Brittany, but with an I at the end of it (laughs) instead of a Y. You're thinking along those lines and, and you're planning out your life. You're excited. Things are starting to go the way you wanted to. And suddenly, the angel interrupts all of her plans. And it is incredibly inconvenient to the way she had her future mapped out. God's interruptions are often inconvenient. Let me help you out real quick with something. A very important principle is that what we call interruptions I believe God often sees as invitations. Those times that we feel like God is interrupting me, he's often actually inviting us to something higher and something better. You and I we view it as an interruption but friend, I believe it is a divine invitation. An invitation to come up a little bit higher an invitation to move towards something a little bit better. And the plans that you have set for your life, hear me today, they pale in comparison to the plans and the thoughts that God has for you and I. Are you thankful this morning that God has a plan and a future for you? Think about it all throughout Scripture. What did God do with Moses? Brother Hogan covered that this morning. He interrupted a regular day with a burning bush, and he invited Moses to become the deliverer of God's people. He interrupted the life of Jonah, and he invited him to go back and do what he was supposed to do and to preach repentance unto the town of Nineveh. And you look at the in the New Testament, Saul, when he was off killing Christians, God interrupted and invited Saul to become the author of two-thirds of the New Testament and become an apostle to anyone who would listen and hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you that God's interruptions are often inconvenient. God interrupts plans with an invitation, though, for something much better. I believe that there are people who too many people for that matter that shake off the invitations of God simply because they view them as an interruption rather than an invitation. God, you're inter- God, this can't be your will because this is throwing my flow off. This is throwing my schedule off God so this can't be your will. And we throw off the invitation of God thinking that it's a mere interruption. But I believe that if you'll be sensitive enough to see what we call interruptions as a possible invitation, I believe that God might take you somewhere new. I believe that God might take you somewhere different to do something special that you couldn't have predicted on your own. I believe everybody under the sound of my voice today, he's got something for you that you could not have planned for yourself. He's got a future and a hope to present to you. If you'll just stop looking at it as an interruption. interruption but a divine invitation from the king of kings and it could play out in any number of ways and there are those of you you've got your own interruption invitation stories some of you you weren't church people you weren't raised up in this you weren't grown up in this you know what that's my story my story is that I come from a broken home I wasn't raised in church. I wasn't raised to love Jesus. I wasn't raised to live for Jesus. I wasn't from a bad family, but I just wasn't raised up in this truth. And one day, someone interrupted my plans and invited me to the church. And they kept begging, and they kept begging, and they kept begging, and I played it off thinking... Nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing my thing over here. I'm doing, I'm doing this. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm kind of busy. Uh, no, no, no. Don't interrupt my schedule. I'm not really interested. And then one day I finally gave in thinking I'll go and I'll just, uh, I, I, I'll just go and I'll just endure it. I'll come visit the church. You know what I learned something? I learned something about true Christians. And that's that true Christians don't take no for an answer. All right. They come at you like waves, buddy, and they just keep coming. And I thank God for that. Don't ever give up on witnessing to your neighbor. Don't ever give up on witnessing to your family. Just keep going and going and going. God will do the work. God will do the work. So I went to the church thinking I'll just go I'll get them off my back I'll uh, I'll 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 sort of get in and I'll get out right soon as the soon as they have a stand I'm, just gonna jump the altar call. I'm headed straight out the side door walking home and I'll be good. You know what? Guess what? Something happened without even realizing exactly what was going on, almost feel tricked in a way. They put you in the service, all right? They don't tell you about the presence of God that's going to fill the house. All right, I'm sitting there, and I remember being touched. I remember being touched by the music. I remember being touched by the love of the people. They were excited that I was there with them, and all of a sudden, my heart started to get softened a little bit, and I found myself being drawn to God. And then one night, I found myself being drawn to an altar where I went and I asked God to forgive me of my sins. The next thing I know, I'm going going down in waters of baptism in the only saving name of Jesus Christ, later on, filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. And it was at that moment I began to sense the supernatural presence of God and something in me, Brother Hogan, was dramatically changed, was dramatically different. And what I thought was an interruption was actually an invitation to something that was way, 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 way better, way, way better than anything uh, that this world could ever offer. Is there anybody that can clap their hands and testify to that, that what Jesus has is greater? if we'll just stop looking at it as an interruption <laughs> and an invitation. There's a divine invitation in this room today. Oh, what could happen if we would stop shaking off the invitations of God, thinking that they are just interruptions to our plans and interruptions to our day and interruptions to our dreams? What could happen if we were sensitive enough to the spirit of God, recognizing that he's trying to draw us closer and closer? I'll tell you what could happen. God can use you in ways that you never dreamed of. God can take a teenager from the wrong side of the tracks that has no pedigree in this and he could turn them into an evangelist he could turn them into a preacher of the word of God he could turn them into a Sunday school teacher the interruption is actually an invitation for God to use you to minister to somebody I believe that God is calling you right now to step out And accept the invitation to come up higher, to go to the next level. And you may think Bryce I'm not qualified. I don't have the talent. I don't have the gifts I I, I could never I could never witness to somebody. I couldn't even get the words out God, Bryce I, I, I'm not qualified to do that kind of work. I could never stand behind a pulpit I could never hold a microphone. I could never sing a song. I don't have the talent I don't have the gift I'm here to tell you God doesn't call the qualified but he qualifies the called if you'll just surrender your life to him and accept his invitation I'm telling you, he's got plans for you that you could never dream of. If you'll step out, God will give you the words to speak. If you'll be surrendered to him, God can take care of the rest. And you know what? I've been there before. Oh, yeah. I've been teaching a home Bible study, and all of a sudden, words will come out of my mouth. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? I didn't even know I knew that scripture. Had to fact check myself right there on the spot. Yep, that's in there. I've been in those moments where I'm thinking, where did that come from? I've been in some situations where I'm sitting there, I'm looking at all that's going on around me, and I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. I can't believe that God just used me in this way. And I'm here to tell you today, if you'll just trust God and surrender him and respond to his invitation, one day it'll be you that's the Sunday school teacher. It'll be you that's the youth pastor and the music director and the evangelist. It'll be you that's teaching a home Bible study, and you'll think. I don't know what happened what ha- how did this all come about I'll tell you how it all came about God interrupted you somewhere along the way and invited you to something that was better that was grander and you can get those divine invitations if you won't shake them off as interruptions if you won't be bothered God I'm too busy God, I'm doing doing this, and that's the thing. We might be doing the work of God. We might be doing a good thing, but I'm just here to tell you, God has something better. And the angel of the Lord appears to this girl who has her life planned out and says, I've got something different for you. What does the angel say? You remember verse 30, you read it. He says two words, fear not, fear not. The New Living Translations, it translates it this way. It says, do not be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Let me ask you, when you hear the word favor, doesn't that sound like a good thing? Not flavor, favor. Some of your taste buds are just like, bro, it's it's 12.04. All right? Not flavor, favor. When we hear the word favor, especially the favor of God, I don't know about you, but I'm like, next. Yep, right here. Where's the line? I want the favor of God. All right? That sounds like a pretty good thing. But what we're going to find out, though, is the favor isn't exactly what she thought it was going to be. What she doesn't realize is that the angel on behalf of God has something very, very different for her. Why are we often afraid of God's plans? Number one, because interruptions are often inconvenient. And number two... Because God's purpose is often different than our plans. God's purpose is often different than our plans. The angel reveals God's purpose to this young girl and says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. And he will be great and be called the son of the most high, the Lord God. And here's this powerful announcement. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Hey, Mary, (laughs) this is who you're going to be the mother to. You're going to give birth to him, and his name shall be called Jesus. He will be the Savior of not the town, the world. And you can only imagine this teenage girl has her emotions swing back and forth as God uh, uh, sends forth. He interrupts her with an invitation that disturbs her plan and, revi- and reveals God's purpose. Think about it. I mean, there must have been a moment where she's blown away. She is stunned with humility, like, "Oh my goodness, I'm chosen to be the mother of the Most High. I'm chosen to be the mother of Jesus." And then, boom! Oh my goodness, I'm not married. I, I gotta i gotta explain this because you gotta remember in this day and age what's gonna happen to her pregnant out of wedlock stoner this is death riding on the wall, so her emotions are going back and forth. I'm chosen I'm dead, I'm chosen I'm dead I gotta explain this to Joseph. Can you imagine that conversation uh hey Joey um it's Mary. Can you imagine try to try to explain that emotionally she's going back and forth I'm chosen I'm in trouble I'm favored I'm frightened God's purpose hear me is way 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 different than our plans. God's Purpose. And just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so God's purposes are higher than our purposes, so His plans are higher than our plans, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And I don't know how this will play out for you. I don't know how this will play out for your life, but when God interrupts you with an invitation to something else, you're going to discover that His purposes are way different than your plans. And I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it will happen, but you'll see it again and again and again. You know what what might happen? Young people, you might not get into the college that you had your heart set on. You might not get to go to the school that you thought you were going to go to and you're thinking to yourself, what am I going to do? This was my dream. This was my plan. And then if you are sensitive to the Holy Ghost, you could feel him begin to, to direct you in a new path and you might be called to be a missionary and so he sends you off to college to get some training it's in the will of God and, and hear me today, if it's in the will of God, that is the place where you will find fulfillment that is the place where you will find joy unspeakable, that is the place where you will find your ultimate purpose in life, which is what we're all really after it's only in the will of God it's in the divine invitation you may lose your job one day and think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. God, you can't be in this. God, how am I gonna, how am I gonna provide for my family? God, how am I gonna make, how am I gonna make this work? Where are you in this? And how am I going to make it to the other side? And then all of a sudden you'll be put into a situation where you have no other options, but you go down the road and you maybe start your own business that you always had in the back of your mind. And years later you'd be saying, wow, what I thought was a curse was actually a blessing. I'm here to tell you, God's purposes are often different than our plans, but you know, What they are so much better, they are so much greater than anything that we could set out for our own life. God's purposes are different than our plans, and I'm here to tell you God's will is better, God's will is better than anything you could ever have dreamed of. And I'm okay with you making plans. I I think we would be foolish if we didn't make plans and we didn't set out with the direction and what we might do. But make sure you allow your plans to be vetoed by the will of God because he's got something that's better for you. And sometimes you just have to trust him that it is something better. I believe God has plans to bless you. God has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, and he will every now and then move in in what you might call an interruption. But from his perspective, it's an invitation to something that's higher and different. Because his purposes are always different than our plans. The angel says to this young girl, and she responds back in verse 34, but how can this happen? Remember, not married. She's engaged. The date is set. We're betrothed here. She says how can this happen it is physically impossible it is totally impossible how can this be it's beyond impossible it's actually absurd it's physically impossible for this to happen it's inconceivable say that with me inconceivable this is no way it's gonna happen They'd be like somebody come up to me and be like, you know what, Bryce, you're, you're going to go out there. You're going to get on the PGA and you're going to win a PGA golf tournament. I'd be like, have you seen my swing? Like, do you know how I got to go to the golf course with, with at least 15 balls? Because there's a possibility I might use all 15. That's what it would be like. It's absurd. It's impossible. And that's what Mary's doing right there. It's totally and completely impossible. And hear me today. There will come a time, I promise, for all of you who are followers of Christ, that God is going to interrupt you with an invitation to something that is different. And his purpose is going to be different than your plan. And he's going to ask you to have faith and believe him. You hear me today. You will think that it will be impossible. You will think that whatever the idea is, it's beyond your capacity. And God will ask you to have faith in Him. To believe. But you're gonna look at it and say, I don't see, I don't see how this is possible. I don't see, I don't see how God could use me. I don't see how God could ask me to do this. I don't see how God could ask me to forgive so and so and what they've done. It's impossible! God, I don't know how you're asking me to trust you and be generous when I don't have very much right now and to trust you're going to give back to me. I don't know. That's impossible. God, I don't believe that you could ever heal my marriage. It's beyond repair. After what happened, there is no way we could have a good marriage again. It's impossible. God, there's no way you could heal that person that I love that is sick. The doctors have already said you might as well come in. It's almost over. There's no way that you could heal them. It's impossible. And that's what we see Mary doing when she says, how can this be? How can this be? It's impossible. There is no way. Verse 35, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You need to hear that today. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You know what? In other words, this isn't a job for people, but this is a job for God. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. For with God, nothing is, I want you to say this with me, impossible. Not with yourself, but with God. Nothing is impossible with God. I don't know who came to church just for that moment right there. I don't know who is in this place that needed to hear that just right there. But there's someone here that's facing an obstacle, and you need to know that nothing is impossible with God, and that what may be impossible with man is absolutely and completely possible with the God that we serve, who is an all knowing, all powerful, ever present. One spoken word of God can intervene in any situation. You know why? Because our God is that good. Our God is that mighty. Our God is that powerful. And I'm here to stand on his word and his promise that all things are possible. She says, I, I see no way this couldn't ever happen And the angel says, for nothing is impossible with God. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, but I believe for all of you who are Jesus followers, there's going to come a time when something interrupts you and you think, I don't, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't like that direction. I don't. And you may ask yourself, is this an invitation from God for purposes that are different than my plans? And God may ask you to believe something that seems unbelievable or to attempt something that seems like you'd never accomplish. And the truth is, on your own, you couldn't. But with God, all things So I want to ask you as our music comes I want to ask you very simply what is God asking you to do or to believe? What is God asking you to do or to believe? What is it? Some of you the answer is immediate you already know and you've been resisting for quite some time you know what you're supposed to do you know you know the answer to that question what's he asking me to do what's he asking me to believe others of you it might take a few moments or even a few days of praying and seeking after god and god What's next? Uh, What do you have for me to do? What do I need to believe in? What are you directing me to do in this season? For some of you, it's going to come to you. I got it. God's asked me to start this ministry, God's pushed me in this direction. God's asking me to go here. God's put this in my heart, and this is what I need to do. For some of you, maybe it's, I, I don't know, it could be, maybe God is pushing you to restore a relationship that's gone bad, and He's going to direct you in that way. For some of you, it might be to reach someone who's far from God, and you think, but I've already tried, and there's just no way, and they're going to resist. I ask, what is God asking you to do? Or to believe? And then when you get ready to respond to this divine invitation, I want you to never forget this. If God is asking you to take the step of faith, I want you to remember that the outcome is God's responsibility and ours is simply to obey that's it that's it the outcome is on God but obedience is on us obedience is ours you may think what's going to happen how is this going to happen how are we going to where is it going to come from I'm here to tell you outcome is not yours that's in God's corner all you're called to do is to take the step of faith and obey tell yourself again and again and again write it down put it somewhere to remember that the outcome is with god but obedience is mine what's happening what's going on here's the deal we can't predict the outcome We could have never imagined that, but all we could do is be obedient with the next step. God, what are you asking me to do? God, what are you asking me to do next? What are you asking me to believe in? Would you stand with me this morning? I don't know. I don't know what God has for you. I don't know how this will play out, but hear me. There's gonna come a time when God's going to call you to trust Him. And He wants you to, I don't know, maybe God's asking you to go start a home Bible study. But God, when am I gonna do that? I don't have time for that. And how are we gonna pull this off? No, 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 no. Just obey. Just obey. God, I don't have the talent. No, the outcome is not yours. Just obey. He might be calling you to be a preacher of the gospel, but I'm not qualified. How's this gonna be possible? I can't even no, 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 no. Don't even go there. Just simply obey. The outcome is God's responsibility. Young person, he might be asking you to go to your school and start a project 7 Club. But how can I do that? I'm not talented, I don't experience. No, 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 no. Just simply obey the voice of God. God can handle the rest because obedience is is ours and the outcome. We trust Him with the outcome. And if you'll simply surrender yourself to Him just like a teenage girl did 2,000 years ago when in God's goodness and sovereign plan He interrupted her with an invitation to a higher calling because His purpose was different than her plans and in her mind she couldn't conceive how it was possible but she had to remember that all things are possible with god And so the angel puts this opportunity in front of her just as i believe god puts opportunities in front of each and every one of us every day i believe there's opportunities to respond to the divine invitation because god is calling we're living in the last days and god is doing everything he possibly can to reach out and to and to bring in as many as he possibly can there is a work to be done I believe opportunities for something greater are right in front of you, just like it was Mary. And how did she respond? I love the way she responded in verse 38. You know what she says? The very first thing she says, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. In other words, before she says anything else, she reminds herself who she is and who she is. I belong to the King of Kings. He is my Lord, and I am called to serve Him. And even though I don't understand and can't figure it all out, and it will certainly cost me, and it's probably going to be harder than I ever imagined, I belong to Him, and because I belong to Him, I can trust Him with the outcome, and I will be obedient. She says later, one of the greatest faith-filled statements in all the Word of God. She says, may everything you have said about me come true. In other words, she says, I have no fear. I have no fear whatsoever, whatsoever is going on, whatever about your plans, because I am the Lord's servant. I know my God and his plans are good. They're not meant to harm me, but they're meant for my good. And he is a just, he is a loving God and if he interrupts me with something that's inconvenient for me then i just want to simply surrender and obey to his voice and obey to his will i want to line my life up with the word of god and with his perfect will could you bow your head close your eyes in this place his purposes are higher his thoughts are greater Therefore, Mary said, I remember who I am. I'm a servant of the most high God. Therefore, may it be done unto me according to your word. May everything you've said about me come true. Because ultimately, God, the outcome is yours. And obedience is mine. I want to open this altar. I don't know what he's calling you to do, and maybe you don't even know what he wants you to do, but I am pleading with you today. Would you take a little time here this morning to find a place to pray and seek after the face of God to seek after the voice of God I want to challenge you this morning find a place to seek after him God what are you leading me to do God what are you asking me to do or to believe because I know there's coming a time church where that will go forward and he will try to redirect you but if we are not sensitive to his voice we will mistake it for an interruption instead of an invitation god is calling this body god is calling this body to go higher there's a higher calling there's a higher way it will be sensitive and just obey his voice today thank you for listening to the landmark apostolic church podcast